Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. Our theme for this year's Lent is My Story, helping all of us become more aware of the ways our personal faith stories intersect with God's story and scripture. Throughout this season of Lent, we're introducing you to members of our First Church family, asking them to tell us a little bit about their stories. My name is Vance Rains, and I'm the lead pastor at First Church Orlando, and I'm pleased to introduce you today to Sarah McLean, and I'm looking forward to this conversation with her and hearing her story. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. How about we begin, uh, just ask you to tell you, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, ways you are connected to and involved at First Church Orlando. Um, well, I am, uh, have been a member at First Church, I think, for going on 14 years. Um, we came, I was a cranial Episcopalian, born in Nashville, baptized in front of the kindergarten Sunday school class. Um, but when we, uh, kids were hmm, elementary age and we were in the Episcopal church and all the sermons were not geared toward my beliefs. Uh, they were anti-gay uh, and week after week, not just once. I was like, no, God is love. And if I'm letting my children hear this, that's not what I want to do. And my husband's family um, had been Methodist. His grandfather was a Methodist minister, mm-hmm. um, actually in Winter Park. So uh, one day we were racing to go to church up in um, at our other church. And um, it was late and we were driving past First Methodist. And I thought, you know, their church service starts right now too. And pulled in with the children and boy, our oldest best friend was sitting on the front row and it was like, oh, why have we been going to church anywhere else? This fits and it feels good. And it's been a great fit for all of our family, um, including Brock, who was not involved when we were um, at the other church. Mm. Um, yeah, and I've enjoyed my time at First Church, uh, volunteering in Sunday school or uh, yeah, and I'm um, in the hospitality committee, of course. And for the past six years with this mommy and me group, which has really come to mean a lot to me, it's great fun to spend a morning with uh, new mothers and their children. Um, not that I'm a singer, <laughs> that's not part of my gift. Um, but I remember distinctly being a mother of three young children and Ooh, you need a community. Um, and for, you know, past few years, we've really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm also meeting Penny Leggett. I wouldn't have known Penny without that connection. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I, I did want to ask you about the mommy and me. And I, I just, I wondered, uh, I wonder how you've experienced God in that particular ministry. Um. 
I think when you're in that situation where you're in thrown into a new situation, you do not get um, a Bible or a reference guide or an owner's manual when you have a child. You're now maybe you had younger siblings or maybe you babysat, but that's not the same as having your own child. Right. And um, yeah, just allowing these people to have a place to have fellowship and watching God work. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And I'm honored to be there and just witness it. So, yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. I know it's meaningful to all the moms and I'm sure the children as well. Yeah. 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 You, um, you, you said a moment ago, and part of your coming to first church from the Episcopal church was you knew that God is love and that wasn't, you weren't hearing that in sermons. And I, I'm curious how you knew that. Um, where, where did that message come from for you? Oh, from a young age. I mean, my parents were really good people. They planted a new Episcopal church, hmm. not in our neighborhood, but we were all, we were there. We were there. My dad was senior warden. Mom was always doing stuff there. Um, and as a young child, I thought about this um, earlier. I shared a birthday with our um, father, Dan. <laughs> and so that made me feel kinship. And he was a beautiful, um, could give a really beautiful sermon and involve everyone. And we would talk about it at the dinner table. It's like, wow, he leaned back. He was talking about ants. Um, and so the children were involved in his message. Mm. I'm not describing it well, but yeah, I felt included and knew that God loved me yeah. from a young age. And and that came from a really strong church background, it sounds like. The, the, yeah, strong the, church background, but the Episcopal Church is different. I remember um, when our kids were in preschool at uh, First Pres, they would come home and they prayed differently. I mean, we always sat down and said the same prayer at dinner every single night. Now, God heard that prayer too, but mm -hmm. to hear your three or four-year-old come home with the ability to pray. It's like, wow, I have things to learn. <laughs> so we all do. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. Are there are there other uh are there other um parts of your episcopal background that are are kind of still with you? Um yeah, I doubled up. I mean, we're not going to churches now in person, mm. but um yeah, I'll go and take communion at the church hmm. midweek just because I, sometimes I need it. Sometimes I need it, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, the confession of sin. Mm -hmm. I don't think the method, I, don't, I know the 930 service is not right. going there, but that's, yeah. The, the liturgical practices and yeah yeah but the methodist church has that quadrilateral which fills in the gap you know i'd take that yeah to heart but yeah. there are sweet things about the episcopal church too so yeah, absolutely yeah well and of course methodism came from from that anglican background yeah yeah and uh, we we started going to 9 30 and i would pop into the 11 o'clock sometimes and it would feel so Episcopal and all of a sudden the song would be different. And it was like, oh, I really <laughs> wanted it to feel just 
like the Episcopal Church, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said, I, I referenced it and you said earlier, God is love. God is love. I, I wonder uh, for Sarah, what other words come to mind that, that describe God for you? Oh, mercy. Hmm. Uh, and of course, mercy and grace. Uh, yeah, I think Brock would say justice. Uh, An attorney. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and as I, it, social justice, more, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, clearly biblical. Why, why um, I, I, mercy came to your mind so quickly there. I'm curious about that. I rely on it. Yeah. I, I receive it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's too important. Yeah, yeah. You also said grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there are there um, examples for you, like of, of when you when you feel like you've been a recipient of grace or mercy? Ah, uh, oh, you know, uh, uh, when I run or walk, I used to run. Now I walk. Um, that's a time to clear my head. Yeah. Sometimes you're taking stuff around and just beating yourself up. Mm. And there was one time, uh, 20 something, 25 years ago or so, I was just beating myself up on that walk. And mm. all of a sudden it came over me. You're really loved. You're loved deep down in the core mm. and let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Yeah, yeah. And then there are times when just interaction with another person, they'll say, no, you're, you're fine, you're mm-hmm. fine. Uh, when we take on the human baggage and right. someone else points out, no, you're fine, yeah. you're fine. So right. I wanna share that with other people and have them feel that way. That yeah. Let me be the vessel, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder I, I don't let me uh, don't let me lay this on you if it isn't true but you know that obviously that you know that theme of mercy and love is so big for you I, I wonder if that's part of why you were so bothered by those messages uh, that you were hearing in that other church that they were that sound very different than what you know to be true right or what I feel yeah yeah. 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 Well, you mentioned walking, and I know you walk. I see we, we live around the lake from each other, so I see you out walking, and it, it sounds like that for you is a spiritual practice in some ways. Um, are, do you have other spiritual practices? Oh, if I'm really good, I'm reading my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in times when I've been sort of, I don't want to call it in a dark place, but going through something that was really weighing heavy, mm that wasn't just baggage or whatever. Um, having a, a good devotional mm-hmm. helped. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm just a better person when I'm in a Bible study, I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, we all are. I think that's a good, yeah. that's a good recommendation. Yeah. Praying for other people, having people pray for you, it's, yeah, it's really important. <laughs> you have a friend with you. My friend Jenny is here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe you've already answered this question. Um, I, I'm curious what your what's your favorite thing about God? Ooh, uh, one of my favorite things about God 
is his sense of humor. Mm. You know? Uh, I was in a study once and I was like, oh, I really want to be intentional about waking up early and praying. And then I had to go back to the group. It was a group of women and say, I wasn't getting up out of bed. And all of a sudden in my head, distinctly, I heard a knock. <laughs> like he was like, hey, wake up. <laughs> um, but it was not a real knock at the door. It was just yeah. a prompt. And I thought, hmm, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think we missed that. Like the gospels are full of stories that where Jesus clearly was being funny, but, you know, cult, being removed from that culture and making assumptions that religion is supposed to be serious business. I think we miss out on the humor of God a lot. Yeah. 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 It's a part of all your life, not just Sundays or in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Anything else, any other things about God that you, you know, you personally just find very, I don't know, meaningful, appealing? Um, well, just like a, I had a good, growing, a good relationship with my parents growing up. So that um, fatherly love mm. is, that, that feels really good that he's going to love me even if I go off on a tangent. He'll be right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe telling me you can do better than that, or <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's interesting. Like you, you've brought up a couple times, like growing up in the church and having meals at home, and and of course your involvement with mommy and me. I know you're a mom and a wife, and I, I, I'm, I wonder, I wonder what, what you learned about God through parenting. Um, you know what. What do you know about God because you're a mom? Uh, it takes a village. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was a new mom, I didn't realize, I didn't, maybe I didn't have a village. When the, mm. our first child was born, it wasn't a, I thought I had to do it all myself, right. you know? Um, and that didn't feel very comfortable. Mm. So. Yeah to find that there really is a community out there, a fellowship that can help. Yeah. And then an interesting that like that experience now, that, I don't know if it, I don't know if there's a direct line, but now here you are helping moms have community and be village for each other. Yeah. 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 Setting up. How God works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You don't just have to, it's not just your personal relationship. It's, how you share it, I guess. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier the the priest you grew up with was a Father Dan. Is that what you said? Yeah. Sounds like he was a bit of a spiritual hero for you. Oh yeah, he really was. And funny story. Um, I mentioned also Brock's grandfather mm -hmm. was a Methodist minister, and they lived when we first started dating at Lake Junaluska. They had retired to a little cabin there, and first time I went to visit. Said, they said, oh, we have someplace special. We want to take you. I said, great. We're going to go up for Sunday dinner, I guess. And they took us up to the swag, which is nearby. Well, that was owned by my priest in oh, 1970. He and his brother owned it and built it. And we went on a family retreat. <laughs> no so they take us up there and there's... <laughs> uh, 
his wife, Dina, was the, um, what do you call it, manager of the property at that point. They turned it into a bed and breakfast. Jenny? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, they turned it into a bed and breakfast, and it was great fun to walk in the door and go, oh, I know these people. <laughs> and they had a scrapbook of that first retreat, and I think I won points with Brock's grandparents because I'd been there and knew the people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. How great. In a yeah. small world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wondered if, uh, do you have any other spiritual heroes, uh, people who've inspired you? Um, um, current hero would be another Nashvilleian, Becca Stevens, um, and her project with Thistle Farms. Oh my, I just... Say more about that. Um, she's also an Episcopal priest, barefoot at, at the... I think St. Augustine's is affiliated with Vanderbilt. Okay. Uh, and I guess it's been 15 or 20 years. I don't know exactly how long. She is has a ministry to women who are coming out of prison or on the street or addicted. And they um, help walk with them. They call it a circle. Mm. And they put them in a home and help these women get back on their feet. Mm. Um, they have started businesses. She also now is around the world. I don't know how many in the United States, but it's worldwide. And they um, empower women through giving them job, work, and income, and helping them get off the streets. So I, I think she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, great story. Thank you for telling me about her. That's great. Yeah. That really seems like it resonates with with that. Um, how you talked about mercy earlier. Uh, here's a, a ministry that extends mercy. Yeah. 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 Anyone else come to mind? Could be could be current, could be people from oh um, well current uh, Richard Moore is my mm. daily sometimes I can't get there mentally, but I love the non-dual thinking. Yeah. Some wrote in, he didn't write it, but someone wrote in a comment that um, we're not humans trying to be spiritual. We're spiritual beings living in a human body. Mm. That just, yeah. Yeah, that's great. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, great one. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of others. Um, the Peace Pole Project, we did. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All those people are in the Peace Pole. Yeah, I was just out at the Peace Pole yesterday, and I, I don't know why, but it caught my attention, and I took a moment and, and looked at the names there around the Peace Pole. It's, it's out in front of our sanctuary, and uh, yeah, some pretty significant names out there, men and women, people of different yeah. generations and different colors and cultures, and yeah. And I think Phyllis Stopford may have the list that how the Thursday morning group selected those mm. people mm. Um, for yeah, I'd love to see that list. Yeah. Well, how about one more question? Um, if if Sarah could ever ask God one question and you and get a clear answer, um, and and know you knew that you know know you knew what He said, what 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 would you ask? Um, 
and I'm not sure I would understand his answer, but right. why do bad things happen? Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I know to look for the helpers when something bad happens. Mm. And God's with me. Mm. But darn. Yeah, but, but why did we have to? Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, if you ever get that answer, please let me know. I think that's one we all, we all struggle with for good reason. Yeah. Yeah, for good reason. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for, for this time and, and sharing your heart and your life. Uh, thanks for this great conversation and sharing a bit of your story with us. I know everyone who listens is going to be blessed by it. And uh, to those who are listening uh, to this conversation, I, I know you've enjoyed it. And we hope you will keep listening to more great stories from more of our friends at First Church Orlando. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, Vance. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.